Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast the rules are very simple at the dream factory we can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like but only one can progress through to the next stage where it'll be printed on a big sheet cake for a certain someone's special birthday i'm joel a man who puts the brat into celebration and across from me is john harris a man who despite reaching the grand old age of 40 (laughs) is still able to mostly go to the toilet unassisted happy birthday john thank you thank you very much um it's your birthday john how are you feeling how are you celebrating by doing a podcast, which is very exciting. Uh, yeah, every year since I've been born, I've done a podcast on my birthday. It just yep. happens to be the yep. Dream Factory this year. So congrats. <laughs> and what was the best thing about your birthday? I had a takeaway for dinner. It was actually yesterday, yes. technically, just for the listeners. I know, but we were supposed to record on your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to rewrite the intro. It <laughs> just seems like so much work. I'm not going to rewrite it so it's in the past tense. No, that would be... It's the theatre of the mind. Sorry. The listener doesn't know it's not your birthday as we record now. It's so much. It's so much more exciting for the listener to think they're listening to you on your birthday than the day after your birthday. Paul, so I should and say, I'm having now. a takeaway for dinner. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> what a lovely way to... I hope it's delicious. Thank you very much. It doesn't take ages. And, you know, the delivery driver doesn't get lost or something. And you're watching them on the app. And then they just stop somewhere. For an hour. Have you ever had that happen? Not for an hour, but I've definitely... I've had it happen for an hour once when someone's uh, poor bloke's bike chain broke. <gasps> and he was just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I know. And then me and him were trying to fix his bike chain when he got to mine. I, I saw... I've seen a... It wasn't a happy birthday. <laughs> I've seen a just eat delivery guy cycling uphill in torrential rain. And I thought, capitalism is broken. I saw one drop into a half pipe and do a backflip. And then all the food fell out the back. <laughs> What do you think about that? Why was he doing that on the way? If your food came messy, but like you could tell the guy was totally bodacious, would you let him get away oh, with it? If he, if, yeah, of course. If he was really rad. If he, <laughs> even though I live in a block of flats, if somehow he skidded the bike up to my front door, <laughs> I'd take the food in any condition possible. <laughs> I also got it once where uh, drink leakage is a famous issue in food delivery circles, right? Yeah. The drinks, the drinks flow all over the place. And I had it once where the poor guy lifted out the paper bag of takeaway and held it over to me and the drink had 
spilt and just disintegrated the bottom. So Addy, as he handed it to me, the bottom half of the the bag, just the arse just fell out of the bag <laughs> and all of the food and drink just landed on our feet in the threshold of where I live. Enjoy. And we both, it was weird. We both got on our hands and knees and just licked it all up in the silence. <laughs> oh. Which I'd actually put as the special note, but I didn't think they'd do that. <laughs> anyway, let's do some film ideas. How about this one from Danielle? Gandalf. Will Ferrell plays Gandalf, who realises he isn't actually a wizard and goes in search of his biological family. He ends up finding his dad, who works at Tiffany's, and Gandalf gets a job there to be close to him, only to be distracted by all the bloody rings. Oh, and it's Christmas. <laughs> I feel like an idiot for not realising the, the, the rings punchline was coming, but um, a big fan, Danielle. So he's not magic at all. He imagined no. everything. He dreamed he was I, magic. Like in Elf, it's not a dream, is it? He's a real elf. No, he's not a real elf, think... but elves are real. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen Elf. Uh, is that is that sacrilege potentially to the to the right person? That's but, very offensive. But aren't we we aren't we we're sort of outside the Elf age bracket? In my mind, Elf came after I was interested in mm. really interested in kids films. Yeah, that's true. And I haven't had any kids with whom I would watch Elf. <laughs> Elf came out in 2003 when I would have been 12. I would have been really pretending I wasn't interested in kids. That was probably the, that was probably the height of my pretending I wasn't interested in kids films. I was now old enough to watch 12s. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I've, I've definitely seen it in one way or another. Yeah. And uh, the whole point is Will Ferrell is an enormous elf because he's clearly actually just a human. Whereas yeah, all the elves yeah. are little elves. So Gandalf is in Middle Earth. And he has to come. He has to come to New York from Middle Earth. He's he's in Hobbiton. Yeah. And some someone says you you know, you're clearly not very good at this magic. You're not stuff. a Hobbit. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> he's definitely not a Hobbit. Yeah. Is is there a plot where somehow these rings are genuinely tainted, and he has to do some sort of heroic mission to to he dispose? He has to return of a ring. I think maybe no. It could be like not even dispose of. If it's a Christmas movie. I would say that somebody comes in and they want to get a ring for a wedding proposal. Mm. And they say, I'm going to buy this ring. I'm going to propose to my the love of my life on Christmas Day. By the they, And they don't really leave much detail about where they live or what they're going to do. And then they leave the ring in the shop. Oh. And Elf Gandalf, Will Ferrell, takes it upon himself to try and return this ring, planes, trains and automobiles style, by Christmas Day. It's pretty good. You could actually That's not actually a bad Christmas movie no? pitch. I Have think you got Hallmark- the contact details of anyone at the Hallmark <laughs> <Yeah>. Channel? <laughs> They'll yeah. take it. Plot twist, it is the one ring from Lord of the Rings. So she puts it on, yeah. becomes yeah, invisible yeah, yeah. and all powerful. Yeah, it becomes all powerful. Uh, it slowly corrupts her mind and she leads an army to try and take over the planet. It's good stuff. What about this one from Lem? Sleigh Bells, a Christmas-themed drag film where the main focus is hiding their bells so they can slay at the drag show. It's good. I mean, it's great. I mean, hiding your bells is a key skill as a drag queen. Mm. Or baubles. Obviously known as the tuck. Baubles, also great. Also great. I imagine all of these jokes have been made in approximately 40% of episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. If they do a Christmas special at RuPaul's Drag Race, it'll be non-stop bauble gags oh, the whole way. Oh, I've caught my Brussels sprouts in my something, you know. It, <laughs> yeah. It, oh, yeah. In, yeah, my t- yeah. in my mistletoe. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Baubles in a stocking. We, we can we can <laughs> see where it's going. It's good. I thought it was going to be sleigh bells like murder. slasher, murder. Well, mm. on the, I feel like we should address this. There is a slasher out at the minute which apparently is very good, which is definitely, if we haven't already done it, it is like the sort of perfect Dream Factory name mm-hmm. for a film. And it is, It's a Wonderful Knife. <laughs> we've, I'm almost certain we've is done that it that real? Past. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, a Wonderful I feel Knife. Like we definitely have done It's a Wonderful Knife. Man, someone, someone in Hollywood is listening to this podcast. 
It's a wonderful knife. I want to watch It's a Wonderful Knife. That sounds so funny. What, it's good? Apparently, it's good fun, yeah. It's got, it's got Justin Long. It's got Joel McHale in it. Justin Long. If, if there's a horror film and Justin Long's in it, you know you're for a good time. That man knows his way around horrors. Um, before we move on from the, uh, the drag theme, I did come up with three Christmas drag names, which I'm sure all of the RuPaul's have done before, but. Come on, come on. Candy Cane. That seems like an obvious one. Great. Really good. Rude Ulf. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not as good, John, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Well, wait for this one. (laughs) Beth Lamb. (laughs) That's great. That's great. There we go. Is that? It'd be, but it would be something. It would be like Bethlehem Mayhem. Beth, yeah, Bethlehem Mayhem. Do you think we're not at a sensitive enough point with Christianity where we could get cancelled and have like people burning effigies of us for saying Bethlehem Mayhem? Right? No, no. Christianity is fair game, mate. Say some more stuff. Bethlehem Mayhem is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, would you like another one from me? Go on. This one's from Martin. A clear and Christmas present danger. Nice. Harrison Ford suspects something dodgy inside his festive parcels. Now, I have not seen a clear and present danger, uh, and I've got the one-line synopsis because I didn't think we needed too much detail. An acting CIA chief learns that the president has triggered a war with the Colombian drug cartels. I mean, we're smuggling drugs in Christmas gifts, right? We definitely are. But is there not... Would I like to see, more than anything, Harrison Ford to lose all his money in some sort of ponzi scheme and then be forced to take on roles that he really doesn't want to do e.g harrison ford has to play father christmas yeah really bad santa yeah really miserable in the role of no i don't think he's bad santa i think he's cast as father christmas in a pretty straight down the line hallmark father christmas role yeah yeah, yeah. kind of hallmarky but with obviously with the added element of being a cia agent and everyone is de- everyone else is delivering the lines like it's a sweet old lovely Santa, and he's yeah. just there like, yeah. "Come over here, kid. <laughs> Here's it's your perfect. gift. <laughs> it's perfect." Yeah. So, um, do they do something at Christmas? You know, in in America, in the White House at Halloween, there's trick or treating because Donald Trump famously put a chocolate bar on the head of a, someone in a minion costume. Didn't? So I th- I'm sure the Trumps like one of the Trumps did like a terrifying christmas tree decorations wasn't it it looked like a little forest of red trees oh maybe but they so they do they go trick-or-treating and the president and the first lady stand there with uh, a a big basket of treats and they dish them out to the kids in costume um donald trump being one of the least normal people to have ever existed someone's in like a mini inflatable minion outfit and he just doesn't know what to do and so he just puts the chocolate bar on the head of the minion you've never seen this video it's absolutely amazing Just consistently behaving in a way that no one else would. and um, But there must be a Christmas equivalent. And maybe there's the the way that they're smuggling drugs in is by getting kids to carry them as Christmas presents. Because you wouldn't stop and search a kid with a cute little Christmas present, would you? I don't understand the goal. Why are they taking drugs to the White House specifically? Because the president's <laughs> a drug dealer, John. Isn't that obvious? That's the big twist at the end. Harrison Ford Santa has to arrest the president. He arrests the president. He makes a citizen's arrest on the president. And then he is elected the president. For the record, for fact-checking, there, yeah, Melania Trump, back in the day, did one Christmas where it's just a hallway full of red trees and it genuinely looks like something from The Shining. <laughs> Would you like another one from me? Then I'm done. Then we're going to have to move to you because I've done all mine. And the- you're really you're really hogging them. I don't, you're really being such a greedy <laughs> right. birthday boy here, Sorry. aren't you? So I, do I not get a slice of your go cake, on. John? My little no, Mario Kart cake. Illuminati or nice? Okay. From Nathan. Yep. So the suggestion is that maybe the Illuminati are good guys? 
Or Santa is part of the Illuminati? Or Santa's part of the Illuminati, much better. I, th- I-, I could see that. Yeah. Well, well the, you don't hear much about the I Illuminati. I was literally just about to say, I think conspiracy theories just don't, they're not as fussed about the Illuminati anymore. It's a real shame. Have, they mo- have we moved on from the Illuminati? Yeah, I think it's more like, um, well, it's not even, I was going to say Q, but it's not Q anymore. I don't even know what it is now. Who's the new guy? Who's the new Q? Who's the new Q? Who's the new, who's, what's hot in conspiracy land? Is it still flat earthers? I think flat earthers are like your old school hippies of the conspiracy theory. They're constant. They're always going to be there, but they're just adorable old people. I'd love to know what the latest conspiracy theory stuff is. So get in touch if you're a mad conspiracy theorist listening to this and let us know (laughs) who the latest uh, group is. So Illuminati are nice. They've recruited Santa into the Illuminati because the Illuminati is worried that his power is waning. Mm. They've noticed that conspiracy theorists are much more interested in talking about flat earth, filtering their water, crisis actors, and they think, we're not on the scene anymore. No one's talking about us. So we need to get the next generation of believers on board. And so they recruit Santa to deliver Illuminati propaganda down people's chimneys. Because much uh, lore around Santa is based on the idea that he only exists... And can only fly if you believe in him. That's like a lot of hmm. maybe the Illuminati only exist if you believe in them. So they're sort of like disappearing, and they need to be rebelieved in. The conspiracy theorists need yeah. to come get back off the vaccine train and back onto the fun, the fun, innocent Illuminati stuff. The good stuff, exactly. We're we're all having just having a nice time. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi. How about this one from Pip? A Christmas Carol Vorderman. Carol haunts Rishi Sunak and makes him see what a cunt he is. This is great because uh, Carol Vorderman. It is, is great, but it does mean Carol Vorderman has to has to have died. Hmm, that's true. I feel like Carol Vorderman is sort of eternal. I, I just can't imagine the idea of her ever passing. Let's not imagine it. No, Carol Vorderman, or maybe it's like a fictitious haunting. You know, she mocks up a haunting. <gasps> Yes, that's good. She like sort of home alone's his house to make him feel yeah, like exactly. he's haunted. Covers herself in like ghostly makeup and haunts the house. I love this. This is great stuff. Takes him through the ghost. She's the ghost of Christmas past, present and future. She gets her various... There's a big countdown clock on Rishi's <laughs> life at the end. She gets her various boyfriends to help with the setup, um, which I'm not. 
She do. She, do you not know about this? She has. Oh, she has multiple boyfriends. She's she's living. Oh, yeah? she's one that's good at maths. <laughs> one that's good at words. Yeah, uh, you know the song. Uh, well, what she, no, but what she should do, John, is she should take all those boyfriends and consolidate them into one much more manageable <laughs> boyfriend. monthly boyfriend. <laughs> is that is that an advert she did famously? I think so. I think she got in trouble for it. Yeah, no, I like this. Carol Vorderman, who has become incredibly political, which I absolutely love. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, haunting, haunting Rishi Sunak. Uh, our Scrooge character, but in this, zero redemption. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. He opens the window on Christmas morning and falls to his death out the window. <laughs> you can't have a redemption arc for Rishi Sunak. Carol Vorderman haunts him, makes him see what a cunt he is. End of film. <clears throat> we just cut before the redemption. Cut before the redemption? Yeah. Because the alternative is that he just sort of wakes up the next morning and goes, oh, that was weird. Anyway, back to, yeah, back to exactly, my... Yeah. Back to being evil. <laughs> How about this one from B, the Finch, an angry bird that hates Christmas and shits on people while doing Christmas shopping, etc. Why? That's the big question. What what has caused this Finch to hate Christmas so much? Because it's heard it's going to be the ultimate bird and a bird and a bird and a bird. <laughs> they're, they're trying to add so many birds to the bird and a bird now <laughs> that the Finch is the final bird. How small is a Finch? It goes goose, turkey, duck, yep. chicken, yep. Uh, seagull. Yep. Pigeon. Pigeon. Robin Redbreast. Grouse. I think grouse would be a bit higher, but yes. They have grouse is somewhere in the middle there. Thanks. Quail. Pigeon. Quail. Dodo. <laughs> Dodo. Robin Redbreast. Finch. And the Finch is absolutely fuming about this and decides to re- rebel. And it's kind of like Hitchcock's The Birds. The Finch goes around spreading word. So this, okay. The film is actually called The Birds and the Birds and the Birds and the Birds and the Birds. <laughs> All the birds find out they're going to be made into bird and a bird and a bird Christmas meals and they rebel and they start attacking people. I love it. Yeah. The other- and at the end, the birds stuff humans into each other. Oh, like sort of like and it's perverse fucking human grotesque. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, it's more like a big elastic band ball oh. of humans and then they cook it and peck and all the credits is, is just them pecking at the cooked human flesh oh. while jingle bells ring. These have not been nice ideas. These have been very sad they ideas. Been nice. I've quite, but I've had quite a nice time with them. The other day, I was with my son and partner, who, for the context of the story, doesn't like birds, mm-hmm. and we were feeding the ducks, and were visited by a thousand seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. One of my favourite local news stories that comes around every year is when it'll be a seaside town and it'll be like, the seagulls are more aggressive than they've ever been. And it'll be a picture of a woman having to wear a colander to go and hang her washing up in the garden because she just gets attacked by seagulls. So that's a common story in local news. Um, so that film, that was The Finch, which is obviously a pun on The Grinch. John, you've got two children now. At which point do you pay a Grinch £100 to come and trash your house? Uh, my son quite likes oh, The Grinch be, movie, the um, animated It's got to be the best job around, isn't it? It That... Is like that is absolutely iconic. That image. I my conspiracy theory behind that is that the kids just went nuts as well, and she's blamed it all on this Grinch. But there's there's more of them. Have you not seen? It's now I've seen loads of videos oh. of these Grinches fucking stuff up. I've only seen yeah. the iconic sort of photo of the kid just covered no. in baked oh, beans and on, flour. You need to get on the the Grinchy side of TikTok where I am. It's happening all the time. That it's is the next what, pandemic. Do you like like if if my son was like, oh, can we have a Grinch come? Do you, do I go? Well, everyone else has had a terrible time, but maybe we won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, or would you just, you could dress up as the Grinch and cause minimal damage, couldn't you? That's true. Dye my beard green. Yeah. Throw some biscuits at him. 
It seems <laughs> it seems absolutely terrifying if you're a kid. One of the more recent ones I saw, Grinch comes in, picks up the Christmas tree, chucks it across the room, and then falls <laughs> over in the process falls over in the process of doing it. And a kid who must be about three or four years old runs over and gets the Grinch in a headlock. <laughs> What's going on? And they've paid for that service. Yeah. Oh, love it. It's great. Is that fun for the kid? I don't know. Anyway, John, would you like to hear my idea? Yes, please. Jingle All the Way of the Water. It's a Christmas Avatar spin-off while James Cameron makes the next full-length Avatar film, much in the Star Wars Christmas special style, where the humans try to broker a peace deal with the Na'vi by staging a nativity. Uh, nativity is a very good part. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Obviously, the film is... Uh, a metaphor for colonialism and this is more of a soft power move where they're trying to introduce a human religion to the Na'vi in the form of a nativity. Yep, I'll take it. There's no more to it apart from the brilliant word nativity. <laughs> oh dear, Joe. Thank you. Would you like my idea? If you want a soundtrack that's completely on the nose, we can have Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas. Which one's Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas? There'll be a blue Christmas without you. I can't keep going because there'll be a copyright yeah, strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A blue, blue, blue Christmas. You must know that one. I think I think a lot of people think that Lonely This Christmas by Mud is actually Elvis. Mm. But it's not. No, but Blue Christmas by Elvis is by Elvis. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, big time. What's your one? I haven't got one. I forgot. No, you didn't. I did, and I was I was panicking the last couple of minutes, thinking, "Do I just come up with one on the spot?" Do you want my other? Do you want my backup one? Glove, actually. Um, <laughs> the bunch Fuck of stories. You're not allowed to do this. You're not Richard allowed to Curtis, do this. Bunch of stories. They're all linked because they're all wearing the same glove. <laughs> nice. And the big reveal at the end is actually a seven-handed man, <laughs> and he's been the season. It's about seven separate gloves, and you see them travelling through London. And then the big reveal at the end—it's about an octopus. Great, well done, John. Well done, everyone. I think I think the I win. I think the winner this week. Yeah, I think yours. I, we're not going to top glove, actually. Brilliant. Well done. Oh dear, what a mess. Sorry, Joe. Well done, John. That was fun. That was fun. Apart from when I've I've never seen you be so deeply unprofessional before. I couldn't believe I honestly I couldn't believe it. I looked at my sheet and I went, ah, the bit where I'm supposed to put my own idea is empty. I would say to the listener that the Christmas fun doesn't stop there because there's still a couple of episodes of Dream Factory before Christmas. Mm. So please keep sending us Christmas ideas. We love Christmas ideas. I'm starting to feel very festive, John. There's a Christmas tree in there that's been erected in the flat. I'm also feeling festive. I also have a Christmas tree. I have also have a son who's very excited about Christmas. And yesterday, yes. I heard him tidying his bedroom saying, this will make Santa happy, which is No, adorable. stop it. Stop it. I'm going to cry. I'm going yeah. to cry. Oh, that's so sweet. So first and foremost, congratulations, Joel. You are now an award-winning podcaster, producer. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Crucially, yep. Joel doesn't really produce this podcast, so the, the quality will remain as low as you expect. <laughs> yep, that's true. This is where I take a break. John, John's the uh, producer extraordinaire, and I am what well, I'm not my words. I'm the talent. <laughs> so that's what he puts is his um when we join the chat. It just says Joel's name. Just says the talent. Well, no, my PA joins the chat <laughs> and then lets me know when it's time to record. Uh, and she does the small talk with you and does a really good job. I think. So I don't know. I've never checked. <laughs> 
We should yeah, contextualise this award. Uh, yeah, it was the f- last night. It was the Football Supporters Association Awards. It's a big industry award run by the Football Supporters Association, who are an amazing organisation who represent football fans. And there are awards given out for like Player of the Year, uh, well, Men's Player of the Year, Women's Player of the Year, Media of the Year, Online, you know, Supporter Liaison, loads of great awards. And Football Weekly, Guardian Football Weekly, was nominated for Best Podcast. And we won. And it was very Woo! exciting. Very it's nice to win an award and have a nice dinner and free wine. That is amazing. You know, which I was really chuffed about. And speaking of awards, yeah. John, Dream Factory is nominated for an award. We're now an award-nominated podcast. Which is really exciting and so silly. I would really, 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 really like if somehow, I, I have no idea how, because we're up against Megapods, if somehow we could win the award. So if you go and look for the Dream Factory podcast Twitter you'll see that we've been nominated uh, in the best film and TV podcast category of the Pop Bible listener poll. Go there, vote for us, and John has promised to back everyone that votes for us 10 English pounds, which I think is very kind, John. So, cheat, lie, cheat, use, steal your parents' phone, mm-hmm. your, your partner's phone, uh, set up some bots. Create a thousand email yeah. addresses. Look, we're not going to win, so we could just, like, look, I'm not going to back everyone 10 quid, but we could... we. We make a, a bonus episode. An, an I will. I'll go to everyone's house and sing Christmas carol. Everyone that votes, I'll go to their house and sing a Christmas carol. Joe, let's do something that we can actually do. Let's promise them an extra episode of the Dream Factory. If an extra we win, episode, great. Which we yeah. won't. So you'll never hear. I'm almost. Should we record the episode? Yeah, brilliant. You, you, so this episode will exist, and then mm-hmm. if we win, it will go to the public. If we don't, we'll have just wasted half an hour of our time. Perfect. Great. So there you go. Don't let us waste half an hour of our time, for the love of God. Yes, well done. What else have you got, John? What would you, have you got anything to recommend? Have you done anything exciting? Um, I finished Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the Netflix series, which was brilliant. I've heard it's really great. Really yeah, enjoyed it. I really it. want to watch it. Um, I'm three episodes into Murder at the End of the World on Disney+, Plus, which is really good as well. A little nice, murder, nice, nice. Murder mystery. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, yesterday, no, the day before as we were recording this, a YouTube video essayist called H Bomber Guy. Are you aware of this? Yeah, I'm aware of him, but I don't know. So he released a four-hour video. He basically he's like the antithesis of everything on the internet. Insofar as mm. he releases like once a year, they are enormous, hugely researched video essays. And of late, his his sort of modus operandi is to sort of expose terrible people on the internet. And so mm. this was like basically about plagiarism on YouTube. But the second two hours of this video is dedicated to one particular YouTuber and how terrible their practices are. And it is wow. so juicy and so good. And yeah, H Bomber Guy's brilliant. Like if you've not if you've not heard of him or seen his stuff before, yeah, you should check him out anyway. But um and he's called Harris, so I feel an affinity with him. Nice. Great. Well done. Lovely. Nothing from you. You haven't done anything. No, no, I haven't got uh, I haven't got any pop culture recommendations. I went to Belgium, I'd recommend the city of Ghent. Ah, lovely. Had a lovely time in Ghent. Drank lots of fun Belgian beers and had a nice time. Go to Ghent. <laughs> this episode brought to you. It's brought to you by Ghent. <laughs> Same time next time. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.